Hello everybody, welcome along to the Event Industry News Podcast. Today, coming to you from London, we are back out on the road after several years being holed up in broom closets using internet connections and laptops to do the podcast. I'm delighted to say that we've broken the microphones and the mixing desk out of the cupboard, hopped on a train, and we are down at the home of Crucial Effects in London uh, and their origin experience. I'm sat opposite Managing Director Mark Rivkin. Mark, welcome to the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, well, thank you for having us because, you know, you, you, we're, we are down, as I said, in London. Um, Crucial Effects have a, a London base uh, and they have uh, opened uh, something that they call the Origin Experience, which myself and my colleagues from Event Industry News have been able to experience ourselves earlier on today. Um, Let's find the best way of introducing what Origin Experience is, uh, and I suppose the best way to start, Mark, would be by telling people a little bit about Crucial Effects and what you actually do as a business, fundamentally. Okay, sure. Well, Crucial Effects are what we like to call an experience company, working with technology in the live events industry, but also in permanent installations, and we work with projection, lighting, sound, interactivity, and we do a lot of coding and development of technology ourselves in-house. And we do live events across the globe for key brands such as Nike, Adidas, Apple, Dyson. And we also do experiential activities. So interactivity is one of our really big specialist areas. So we have a load of really unique technology that we've developed in-house for that. Mm -hmm. And we take that on the road. We produce product launches, experiential events, and we also do live events, which include things such as projection mapping and all wealth of different technologies. So Mm -hmm. essentially for us, it's all about bringing the different technologies together and creating really exciting, memorable experiences uh, that may mean that the event becomes a talking point and something that people remember. Mm-hmm. And, and people, uh, I've no doubt, listened to the podcast today will have seen spectacular light shows at a music concert. They will have seen projection mapping um, in some way, shape or form. Uh, they will have experienced big screens and LED screens at, at events. Um, and... From what I get, and and from being in and around you guys today, um, you're very much about bringing all of those different elements now into one experience and one, um, I suppose, interactive show. Absolutely. Well, I I guess for us, people have been seeing projection mapping shows for many years now. Uh, Obviously, with social media, things spread very quickly and people see experiences that go around the world. So really, the challenge for us, which essentially is the challenge for the brands and agencies we work with, is how do you keep things fresh? How do you make things different? And how do you engage people so it really becomes viral or it becomes something that's really memorable and different? And we have several different ways of looking at that. And overall, our guiding sort of ethos really is that it's not one element on its own it's very much the combination of projection audio lighting interactivity design coding and experience design and that's why we are creating experiences as opposed to just games or or events Mm. and 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 i guess it can be perhaps sometimes difficult to explain to people exactly what you do if they've never perhaps explored this type of offering before to incorporate within their event it can be quite difficult for you guys to actually put into words which I guess leads us to why you created the origin experience very much so um, I mean we, we spend a lot of time talking about two key words for us which the first one is innovation um, and we, we 
really push innovation very hard. We develop a lot of technology ourselves in-house. We have a team that are very, very sort of technically competent in all different types of areas and are bringing in technologies from outside events and uh, from outside the events industry, from areas such as manufacturing and AR and VR and the technology is really what drives us and innovation is what keeps our events fresh and exciting. But the other area is creativity and we have our own in-house graphics and 2D and 3D design team and it's really important for us to make every event look the best it possibly can. And that means doing some really unusual creative things and really thinking outside the box in terms of how we can make the, each and every event stand out. But I guess what we found is it those two words are obviously key buzzwords and it's quite easy to kind of band those words about. So really when we're sort of saying we're innovative, we're creative and we can make your events very different, it became about how we can prove and demonstrate that. Mm. And that was really where Origin grows from. It was the idea that we needed a base, a central base, because we've been looking to move to London for a long time, because a lot of our work is based in London, even though our head office in, is in the Northwest. Uh, but it was trying to find a base where the agencies can come to nice and easily and where everybody can pop down and we've got a permanent team here who can chat to people about ideas but then origin is an experience in itself that really is something completely unique that people won't have seen or experienced before and we believe it's it's sort of the first of its kind worldwide so it's, it's quite a big deal for us something we've invested in very heavily and put a lot of work and effort into it and the general thought behind it was how can we demonstrate innovation creativity ideas and technology in the most exciting way possible and the conclusion was that it was more about the things that origin shouldn't have been rather than the things that origin should be so what i mean by that is that we decided early on it shouldn't be a traditional showroom it shouldn't be a sort of white wall space where you can do projection in and show people an individual piece of technology over here and a piece of technology over there instead it must be an immersive and interactive environment something mm. that really people aren't expecting and when you walk through the door into origin it's completely unusual and unique and i think it takes a lot of people by surprise yeah um and initially maybe they uh, sort of experience the show and then uh, sort of it's not immediately obvious how that can be integrated but that's the whole idea it's a it's a conversation piece it's a starting point and actually a lot of the experiences and ideas from origin are equally at home in some of the corporate event work we do and the the idea is always the same it's all about how do you do something different and unique and that's really what origin has stemmed from it's a mm. it's a blank canvas it's something we built that really stands on its own as a piece of experiential activity but leads to lots of exciting ideas about how you can take events forward and, and as a showcase for, for for what you guys can, can do what you can program what you can deliver um we had a, a go if you can call it that we experienced the origin experience this morning um and it was a bombardment of all the senses in many respects that, that, that there is projection there is lighting there is sound there is sound that manifests itself physically 
through vibrations that you feel within the room. And what I don't want to do is give too much away um, because we would love for, uh, I guess, for more event professionals to come down and, and actually experience it and look at it themselves. But as a showcase for what it is that you do, it does in a very short period of time showcase pretty much every element of it. My thinking this morning was that is there a difficulty then of bombarding people with so much information that you then need to sort of sit with them carefully and identify what might be suitable for their event and what might not be suitable for their event. Certainly, certainly that that's one of the things about Origin that we've we've looked at. I think our view on it is that we wanted to create an experience like no other to show the technical capability, the creative capability and to sort of start conversations with new potential partners we could work with. I think we have many different ways that we've been using over the years of demonstrating an individual piece of technology or setting up a demo that would be relevant to how you could then use some of our technology in a more formal environment. Mm. But actually, it's very rare you get the opportunity to do something as exciting and unique as this. And in many ways, it's sort of been our dream come true to be able to put together something like this because we've had no limits in terms of uh, sort of briefs or budget or anything. We've literally been able to sit down and go, right, what would we build if we could build anything we wanted to? And how can we incorporate every piece of technology that we think is exciting within mm. one small space? What, 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 uh, what interested me is that um, th when you look at something like projection mapping, for example, um, an interactive projection, you, you can't just rely anymore, you know, gone are the days where somebody could just turn up with their PowerPoint presentation on a USB stick and give it to the, the company supplying the projectors and say, make that come on screen and give me a clicker. Um, this is something that needs a lot more development than that. So it's not just about supplying the hardware and, and installing and setting up the hardware at events. There is that far bigger task, as it strikes me, of actually creating content that's going to suit the type of, of, of hardware that you can put into operation now. Absolutely. Well, that, that, the content creation is a very, very big part of the event and it's what makes the event either a success or a failure. And that's why we believe strongly that it's important to have an in-house in content development team because it's very easy to bring in remote graphics designers or people working abroad. But in my, in my view, really trying to get a coherent experience and trying to make sure from day one you sit down and you design the set how everything looks, the look and the feel of all of the content together and you really make sure that that achieves what the objectives for the event are mm. um, at the same time synchronously. That, that's really what makes the events really successful and that's, that's why we make sure that we have the best designers in-house and can handle all those requirements whether it's for interactive content or whether it's for projection mapping onto buildings or whether it's for an immersive experience such as Origin. And, and, I, and I guess more so than, than any other supplier, every single event that you work on for clients must be completely different and is completely bespoke from the ground up. You know, every venue that you go into will be a different shape, a different size, clients will have different demands. So you can't just deal with off-the-shelf content anymore, can you? No, and it's, it's a very big thing for us. Um, nothing that we do is off, off the shelf. Everything is very bespoke. And there's occasions where we work on very similar events at similar different times. But from our point of view, it's really key that we get a really good understanding of what the client's trying to achieve mm -hmm. to make sure that we give the best ROI possible and to make sure that we can actually create the best experience. And that means really focusing on the important points for each client, which are always different 
and not reusing any ideas and even though we've got a large stock of equipment ourselves nothing's off the table we just want to create the best experience the most unusual experience the most creative experience whatever that may be um, and that, that in our mind that sort of blank piece of paper blue sky thinking is how we come up with really exciting concepts and if every event was very similar and we were using things off the shelf all the time that creativity process wouldn't happen um, a lot of events will look at this type of, of immersive AV uh, technology and think that it's perhaps still well beyond them in terms of their budgets, in terms of their capabilities. Um, has it become more accessible in the last few years? You're, you're obviously using computers and hardware that ultimately the cost will come down as the technology improves and develops, but is it still a high-end offering. You mentioned some quite significant brands at the start and people that you've worked with. These are obviously companies that will have significant budgets to, to spend. How, how accessible is this technology and is it improving? It's definitely changed a lot very recently. I think we aim to make it accessible to all different levels of events and um, it's, it's often the case that even some of the biggest brands don't always have the biggest budgets mm -hmm. and I think what we tend to do rather than sort of saying right you're going to need this budget or this is what you need to invest in it is look at how we can make it work within the budgets available and sometimes that may involve um, a good example is some of the events we've done previously where they previously had a traditional AV presentation PowerPoint type setup and a branding budget where they've used things like just vinyl manners and we've been able to combine the branding budget they've had and the traditional AV budget into a budget that we've been able to use to create an immersive 360 experience mm -hmm. which completely transforms the event but actually hasn't ended up costing them any more money. So we tend to look at what budgets are available and we're very cost effective in terms of what we do but I think the cost effective nature comes from the ROI that you get from the investment into this type of technology sure. because it, it transcends the event itself. It's much more about what people are then talking about in weeks to come, how people remember it and the message that you have, which in some cases may not be the most interesting message. You've got to find an interesting way of getting that across. Mm. And that's when you really can see the value for it. And I think we've, we've found a lot of technical changes in the last couple of years, things that have become very prominent, like for example, being able to do a lot of graphics in real time, which has speeded up a lot of the process involved. And that means we can react very quickly to requests to put on an event at very short notice. And we can also, because we control all of the budget elements because we actually create the content in-house, have equipment in-house, it means we can often work to budgets that traditional approaches uh, find quite challenging so we, we can either, we can be more flexible in that sense I guess. How, how often do you find yourselves working alongside other AV suppliers because I, I, I guess it depends on the type of event that you are working with um, that there may be other AV suppliers or, or, or operators that are involved in the mix it, or do, do you prefer to keep everything just within crucial effects? No, not at all. I mean, we, we cover all different types of events and it varies, it varies a lot. So some events we will handle complete turnkey event from all of the design supply of all the equipment and all of the design of all the graphics and running the event but other times there'll be a in-house AV supplier or a supplier that an agency is very used to work with and really what we see is our job is kind of adding the 
magic touch on top, um, doing something that's memorable and doing something that uh, sort of really makes a difference to the event. And if that means working with existing suppliers and using some of their equipment or just doing maybe something that happens at one point during the show or something that can just transform an entrance foyer with a large scale interactive screen, all of that's fine. We, we have absolutely no issue with, with working with other companies. We've, we've got lots of great partnerships and people that we work with regularly in the industry. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what you mentioned about sort of the interactive screens and, and touch screens, and it's something that we, we had a go of and we were demonstrated um, one of the elements of the Origin experience this morning is, is a wall that at first glance it looks like you can touch and interact with now, even though you can activate stuff on there. It's not touch screen in the sense of an iPad, but you can do similar things. So you now have the capability to transform a huge wall effectively into a, a giant iPad, as I saw it this morning, you know, which opens up all sorts of possibilities for interaction, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the technology allows us to create a touch screen of any size. So we've, we've built touch screens up to 100 meters in size and completely transformed the internal giant walls within a building and what's really nice about that is uh, we've used that at launch events for products where there's lots of technical information to get across but multiple journalists or multiple consumers can go up to this giant touchscreen and use it simultaneously and we're talking about something that maybe is based on projection that's maybe five meters in height but a hundred meters long and uh, it's a really good way of getting a lot of information across mm. and it, people can use it as a presentation tool. It allows them to kind of swipe things out of the way and uh, sort of navigate through content in a really nice interactive way. So yeah, we, we can literally turn any surface into a touchscreen or even a building into giant touchscreens as well. So there's there's lots of different ways we can use the interactive technology. And as I say, it's, it's one of our specialist areas. We've got sort of 30 odd different sensors of different types that we use and have built and have been collating and there's a different application of interactivity for every different type of surface or venue. Mm-hmm. And with that, without getting sort of too techy about it, as you explained it to, to us this morning, this is it, it, what essentially hovers invisibly over the front of the 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 surface is a like a, la- a laser grid, isn't it? That, that that senses where somebody is touching or interacting with that particular point of the wall. That's correct. Yes, and within Origin, we've got multiple different types of interactivity. So we've got uh, camera tracking. We've got IR sensors. We've got traditional interactivity with leap motion and connect. But we've also got laser matrix sensors and lidar sensors. So. There's, there's so many different types of interactivity in there, but in, in, the, in the example you're referring to, then yes, there's an invisible grid over the wall, and that allows us to transform what essentially is a normal white wall um, with a projector into a fully interactive surface. Amazing. Um, from an inspiration point of view, given what you now have at your disposal, uh, in terms of hardware and technology, um, has that allowed you to, to become more creative and do you have to then be quite uh, conscious of, of maintaining uh, a, a, a finger on the pulse of certain trends or finding new places to get inspiration from? Because presumably you could do so much different stuff with this technology, you have to probably be quite creative in order to find new ways of deploying it. Yes, yeah, we, we do. I think in terms of keeping our finger on the pulse with 
to uh, sort of technology side, then certainly our, our technical team and our innovation team are responsible for doing that. From a creative side, then we take influences from loads of different sources, um, from our travels and experiences working worldwide, uh, from theme park experiences worldwide, from live events that we've seen, from things that are sort of just artworks and installations and also, a lot of it is just our, our brainstorming ideas. So with Origin, we literally sat down and had nothing on the table whatsoever. And it was just a way of showcasing what was possible. And really, we built the set that we built and the sort of concepts and the theme and the content around the idea of what do we think would be the most visually appealing way of showcasing this. And what we've ended up with is really quite unusual. and. Uh, certainly an exciting experience for us to create and hopefully a really exciting experience for people to experience themselves. We've been talking on the podcast today to uh, Mark Rifkin. Mark is the Managing Director of Crucial Effects and um, they've been good enough to welcome the podcast to their offices in London today and um, give us the full origin experience ourselves which we've had this morning. Um, if people want to find out more about it, uh, the website crucial-effects.com or on Twitter, I believe it's at origin underscore London if you want to uh, find out a little bit more specifically about the origin experience here. Um, plans for the future now that you've got this London base here in the origin experience, what are, you, what are you hoping that it will translate into for you over the next 12 to 24 months? Well our, our goal with origin really was always just to become closer to our key customers and also to allow people who we haven't uh, had the chance to work with yet to see more of what we do. So we now have a full-time team based in London at the Ministry which is a fantastic venue and we're really central so it's very easy for agencies to just pop in and chat to us about future events and really our goal is to continue doing what we are doing which is creating really exciting events and pioneering new ways of using the technology and hopefully getting to work on some really new exciting projects with agencies we haven't been able to work with so far. Fantastic. It's been great having you on the show today, Mark. Thanks very much to you and Duncan and all of your team for hosting us today and uh, allowing us to bring the podcast, as I said, back out on the road. Um, and hopefully it's not another two and a half, three years before we get the podcast studio set up again in uh, in an in a, in a on-site location. Thanks very much to you and your team. And thanks to everybody for listening to today's podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks very much. Goodbye. Thank you.